0: Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates, 208 471 4444.
1: Oh, okay. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Oh, hey, welcome, everybody. Welcome to Friday, fourth day of March, 2022. My name, that would be Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Big J. Ta-da! How's it feel, Big J? Feels good. It's Friday. Welcome to the tail end of a work week for you, at least I hope, if you work your standard 9 to 5 Monday through Friday. That's the day that you're all working for, and hopefully you have a fantastic weekend. I'm excited for my evening, although uh, it's not full of adrenaline-pumping stuff. Romance. Uh, No, it's my nerdy obsession that I love is back. Um... Season 13 of Mystery Science Theater 3000 debuts tonight. Oh, nice. The Kickstarter that we started and, and raised a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. It all comes to fruition with their very first live stream and the app that they created because of it. And so it's a brand new episode of my favorite show of all time. And I got my uh, all my rewards for my Kickstarter campaign came rushing into my inbox yesterday. And so uh, it'll be a brand new episode tonight that live streams at like, I think it's like 6 o'clock our time. Uh, and so I've got it all set up on my TV to go. Uh, it'll be me and uh, myself and a blanket on my couch watching a Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode. A blanket? Under- sure. Yeah, I like to cuddle Ten-year-old Nick. No, man. It's a comfort thing, I think. Yeah. But it was uh, it's nice. It'll be good. I'm excited for it.
0: What's the... Uh- Movie?
1: It's uh, it, it's uh, they, They've done a couple of movies in a series of like uh, 1960s movies called Samson, which is basically like uh, it's a it's a Mexican film where they used to back in the day make films that starred wrestlers with their masks on and stuff. Yeah. And so it's a Samson movie. And Samson is one of those characters that's dressed up like a Mexican wrestler throughout the entire movie. That's also kind of like superhero ish. And they're all terrible. But that's uh, that's the that's the premiere. But they've got, I think it's like 15 episodes and 14 shorts that we uh, broke through with all the money that, that we helped raise for the Kickstarter. So my, uh, my favorite television show of all time is back. This time and only kind of like digital form. Like they, they created a whole app called the Gizmoplex, which gives you access to every episode ever digitally. Yeah. And if they've got a Roku. I could download it on my TV or my phone or whatever. And you can access every short. You can access every movie. And then uh, all the new ones will premiere in this thing called the Gizmoplex so that you can all like fan watch them together. It's pretty cool. Cool, man. So we'll see. It's the very first episode. But, yeah, it's all coming to fruition tonight. So that's my nerdy plan for my Friday, but it makes me excited and few things do these days, so why the hell not, right? Yeah. Hopefully you have something as uh, completely pointless and interesting as I do that keeps you busy this weekend on the show We'll have tickets to Monster Jam. We are a Monster week away Jam. from that taking over the Ford Idaho Center for a couple of days. We'll have tickets to your Friday night show at 7 o'clock. So that's next week again at the Ford Idaho Center. Big Jay will have a story for us. We're excited. I, I feel like we should get into our spoiler-free review of the Batman. Agree or disagree? Yeah,
0: and sure? that's uh, the, the movie yesterday inspired the story.
1: Oh, look at this. So, uh, we will give you our spoiler free review of the Batman because we did see that yesterday as well, and all sorts of other fun on the show planned. But let's get started with some music. Stone Temple Pilots kicking things off here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On the morning
0: after with Nick and Big J. I
1: know everything's doom and gloom, but is it okay if we give a little bit of love to a nonprofit that has helped us out over the years? Yes. Uh, The Idaho Food Bank, which is something that we've teamed up with on several different occasions to raise a ridiculous amount of food for the Treasure Valley. I mean, thank you. Show us your your cans. Yeah, all those shows (laughs) we put together are all courtesy of the Idaho Food Bank. And they are doing something this month and they're asking for a little bit of help. It's called the Kind Campaign. And basically they're asking everybody to commit some acts of kindness over the course of this month. And uh, and in the course of that, also helping out about 2 million, uh, getting a course of, uh, I guess, a goal of 2 million meals to those in need here in and around the state of Idaho, because times are still tough for a lot of people in this state. So they're asking for your help, whether it's volunteering with the Idaho Food Bank or another local organization or sending a thank you note to a teacher. Any kind of kindness that you can do counts. And you basically keep track of that. And what happens is the Idaho Food Bank has teamed up with a bunch of companies here in the Treasure Valley that will donate a meal to a family or a person in need for each act of kindness that you track on their website. And you can do so by visiting IdahoFoodBank.org. And that's where you can create your own list. And at the end of the month, they'll add them all up. And hopefully they get to 2 million acts of kindness done by people here in and around the state of Idaho that will translate directly into meals that will help needy families and people, which is pretty cool. And oh, by the way, you can also help them by donating some cash if you want to right there on their website because every dollar donated can be turned into four meals by the Idaho Food Bank. That's how much they got this down to a science. So it's a great charity. It's a beautiful location, a brand new facility, and they do a lot to help out a lot of people, not just around the Treasure Valley, but the state as well, because the Idaho Food Bank does handle stuff statewide. And so they need a bunch of help and anything that you can do, whether it's even, you know, like I said, sending a thank you note to somebody counts as an act of kindness. Just treating somebody with respect and keeping
0: track of it like a kindness journal could help feed a bunch of families here in Idaho. And I think that's a pretty cool thing. It is an awesome thing. And if you're a Karen, you can skip the kindness and do your normal thing and just donate money. That's right. help uh, out anyway? I know food bank will never turn away cash. No offense to people named Karen. Uh, I believe it's too late. Major League Baseball
1: and Players Union met for 90 minutes Thursday, two days after Ron Manfred canceled opening day and each team's two first series of the regular season, and then the labor talks collapsed. The work stoppage, which began when Major League Baseball locked out the players back on December 2nd, is the first labor battle to cause canceled games since 94-95, when that wiped out the World Series. And nobody knows when they're going to get back together again and start negotiating, but let's just say they're still very far apart and now they can't sit in a room together for more than 90 minutes, which is never a good sign, Big J. Never a good sign. So uh, I don't think this is going to end anytime soon. I think I was way off by telling my friend that I thought it was going to wrap up in a week uh, when we talked about it on Monday of this week. I don't think that's going to happen, barring some sort of crazy, miraculous meeting. The producers of the Oscars announced yesterday some of the uh, people that are going to present awards, and that includes big names like uh, Kevin Costner, Zoe Kravitz, Lady Gaga, former guest of the morning after, Rosie Perez, Big J. She's going to be up there. Oh, Uh, Don't forget about Chris Rock as well. Uh, that's just some of the presenters for March 27's telecast. Of course, Amy Schumer, Regina Hall, and Wanda Sykes will be hosting the broadcast together. And it will be on your TV, but now you know some of the other celebrities that are getting all gussied up and give away some awards on your TV for movies you've never seen. <coughs> Sublime and Wrong Way here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. We've talked about it on this show before, but one thing that's becoming very collectible and very expensive are Lego sets, Big J. Uh, specifically specialty ones, ones that come and are based on pop culture and are only around for a limited time And then all of a sudden they're worth a ridiculous amount of money a couple years down the road As long as you don't touch them or open them or actually put them together Oh, uh, that's no fun I know, uh, that's why you buy Legos for. But they they might be starting to go a little bit out of control Because, now listen, this isn't exactly Greenlight yet, but you know they have a Lego Ideas website, right? Yeah. Which is a place that people can go to to pitch ideas for possible Lego sets and then based on the amount of votes that those Lego sets get, they could actually become a reality. And one that's gaining some steam right now is an actual Lego set based on Blink-182's video for all the small things. Do you remember the that video? video? Well, kind
0: of, yeah. With them the, running around?
1: Well, I mean, it's not that you don't have the the Legos running around, but what they do is they have a bunch of different Lego characters from people that were featured in that particular video. Uh, the all the small things video is the one where they're kind of making fun of the Backstreet Boys and all the stuff yeah. that's going on in the video, and they're at the airport and they're performing, and uh, they got the banana suit dude. And so basically, the, the reason why I think it's a, it's a it's a no too far for this particular Lego set is because it really is just a bunch of different Lego figurines and characters from. the the blink 182 video it's less like a experience although they do have as part of the Lego set despite the characters like the the airplane from the hangar that was in the video in the background and then they're each having like instruments and stuff that you can build and play but it's fairly small like really it's an airplane and the band performing live and then a bunch of different characters which you don't really build because they're already built But it's gaining some momentum and there could be a Blink-182 LEGO set here very soon as long as LEGO sees what they like and maybe just maybe makes enough or gets enough votes to make it because it is a pretty big deal if they do. The person who came up with the idea, if it's selected by the LEGO site, actually gets 1% of all the sales from that particular LEGO set. So that Seinfeld set that we're talking about that was created by somebody, whoever came up with that idea gets the money for 1% of the money. Which could, depending on how much it sells, be sure. a pretty good chunk of change, which isn't bad. I had no idea that they cut you into the profits, but yeah. I suppose if you're giving them an
0: idea, it makes sense, right? Yeah, totally. And I was just—it popped up in my memories a couple days ago. But uh, there was a radio geek uh, that had proposed and uh, led to Lego Ideas a, uh, a radio disc jockey setup, huh? With a console. I mean, it looks like just like a radio studio. Okay, comes with like a monitor and yeah. a console and like a microphone yeah. stand. Okay. Of course, nobody cares about that, so <laughs> it didn't become a thing. It didn't go far
1: <laughs> enough to get the votes. But, but
0: I thought it was cool.
1: Yeah, There's a great
0: is. rendering of it.
1: So check out the LEGO Ideas website, because not only can you see the actual kind of, I guess, mock buildup of the Blink-182 Lego set, but you can also go there and vote on all the other stuff that's there, like, you know, for a while there was a Mystery Science Theater 2001, not yeah. to bring that up yet again, yeah. but there was a Lego set for that, it didn't get enough votes either to make the, I don't know what the cutoff is, they never really say, so I'm not sure how many something votes Something
0: that needs. cool seems like it would have been you know, Metallica territory, that that's something yeah. that they would have done. T- yeah, that that would already be a thing. But, but you know, they, they
1: missed a ball on that one. You, but you also know, with Metallica, they're probably this close to their own Metallica building blocks yeah, that they yeah, create you're right.
0: in their own studio, okay. and they put it all Build together. Build your own life-size production set. That you way, know. they cash all the checks. Morning after
1: with Nick and Big J coming up in a few minutes. We got a story time courtesy of Big J. It's next on the X folks. <coughs> scar tissue that's the red hot chili peppers here on the morning after with nick and big j gather around kids it's time for a story courtesy of big j
0: Yeah, and uh, Nick, uh, we went to a movie yesterday. We'll uh, do a spoiler-free review of The Batman here. But uh, it reminded me a little bit about how much the landscape in the city has changed. And uh, when the original Batman uh, came out in 1989, uh, uh, my sister, my oldest sister, she's uh, 16 years older than me, uh, she was going to school at the University of Idaho. And she would come down on occasion and hang out. And uh, she took me to the movie. So she took me to Batman. Nice. And I was so excited. You know, because I was just, uh, you know, we had just moved here, hadn't been more than a couple years, and um, you know, I came from a small town. In Miles City, it was like 5,000 people. And you move here and there's almost 100,000. It's huge, you know, and uh, so many great theaters and stuff. And in this particular movie theater, it is not in existence anymore. It was located on Fairview Maple Grove, right where there's now, I think, a car dealership. So that's where the theater was. And the line was all around the block. I mean, it was a huge building and it was just one of those things where it was an experience and it was an event back then. And, and in some respects, some situations get to that. that you know point now But this is on a regular basis When movies would come out And so uh, The sister took me to uh, To go see the Batman And we uh, We had a great time You know popcorn All of that sort of stuff And you know I just became Like fell in love With the whole thing <clears throat> And and the next thing I know I'm going And buying the soundtrack And listening to the soundtrack Constantly You know it was Prince Sure Dance. And, and <laughs> it was I mean I got really into it And it was one of those <laughs> things Where you know That became kind kind of my M.O. for things is, you know, watching a movie, buying the soundtrack, and then, you know, I would relive the you know in the, my mind the the scenes and stuff when I would hear the music and that's just how I kind of grew up with it and it was just a really fun and cool thing to do uh, and to, to see and it reminded me of that yesterday when we were watching the movie and you know I'd had my daughter with me so that was kind of a cool thing and just but how much the city has changed uh and how much movies have changed and and just the whole thing all of it together kind of uh brought together a nice little package and I was thinking about that yesterday and you know brought back some really fond memories of I watched a bunch of movies at that theater, but it's not there anymore. Do you remember yet. what it was called? I don't. Was I don't. it a multiplex or was it just like
1: one screen the, there or two mul- screens? There okay,
0: were, there was a couple screens. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't huge. Not so. like
1: a like a sixteen theater theater like we have now. It was like yeah. three or something like that. And
0: and I want to say like I want to say that not far away was a drive-in theater, but I, I don't re- really remember. You know, we didn't go to that one necessarily, but I'm sure somebody out there is listening remembers the name of that theater. On I, that somebody, on th- well, you
1: know, my dream is to open up a drive yeah. through a uh, drive in theater, oh, drive through, yeah, drive through theaters. Come on and grab your movie and go. And uh, they uh, they said that there was one at one point near Maple Grove, yeah, in Fairview, yeah, so. yeah. I
0: think it was it was uh, maybe across the street or even even so very close because there wasn't a lot of stuff out there at the time. Now, right. of course, there's everything is just the landscape is so different, and it's you know, it's sure it's been 30 years but
1: but yeah it's it's good and it's it's strange like how you think I guess it depends on on your child and how you grew up but but us a couple of pop culture heads it is it is amazing how much those movie going experiences especially when you're young influence you and are important to you and how they stay with you and, you know, if you're a fan of movies and somebody that enjoys film and cinema, that's the kind of stuff that stays with you. And it's hopefully something that you can help carry over. And I think something that we've at least tried to install in our kids, uh, like, you know, my favorite movies that that I've enjoyed in a series of ones are ones that I've seen with my son that I've taken him to. And we watched together and we walked down, we were able to talk about it, how cool it was and all the things. And, of course, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't stick as much as you want it to. And other times it does. But those things can be important kind of core memories that you hang on to for the rest of your life. And I'm sure you don't think about it every day, but it's, you know, when you're sitting down with your kid to watch the Batman and you're like, man, you know, 1989, this was me with my sister. And that's kind yeah. of
0: cool. Yeah, exactly. That was my thoughts. And um, just, uh, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't listened to the uh, soundtrack for that Batman in a long time. Uh, did you buy the soundtrack to the current movie, The Bad Men? Not yet. Mean? All right, but you're going to.
1: Absolutely. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your fun story time, courtesy of Big J. Coming up in a few minutes. We got we're going to hell plus important stuff. And
0: <coughs> Big J.
1: LinkedIn is a very important tool for maybe those that are out job seeking and searching, or maybe want to show up for headhunters on a particular position. Who knows? But they have made some changes to LinkedIn recently that some people are okay with and some people are upset with, which what? is a weird a weird hill to die who gets,
0: on. Who gets upset at LinkedIn?
1: Uh, well, it's people that don't think parenting is a job right now
0: is what they're upset
1: about. Uh, because uh, LinkedIn users now have a new option to explain some gaps in their resume. In the employment section, there's a new option that, uh, that you can add, which is called a career break. And you can choose from a drop-down menu of lots of reasons as to why you didn't have a job during this particular period, including bereavement, caregiving, personal goal pursuit, uh, layoff, position eliminated, and then a new one that's in the drop-down menu is called full-time parenting, which is basically you took a break from your career in order to help with your child, you know, making sure they have everything they need when they first pop out. And this is an important change on a practical level because while screener bots, as they're looking through LinkedIn resumes, they can scan and often disqualify resumes that show a gap in employment without any explanation. But the change could also reflect the changing attitude in kind of, you know, extended breaks from work. Where, you know what, it's okay if you want to take a little bit of a break from your career because you want to be a stay-at-home mom or dad for a little bit. A recent survey showed half of hiring managers said that career breaks are becoming way more uh, common, and 46% say they see job seekers who have taken a career break as an untapped talent pool, and they're probably right. But there are some people that are upset about parenting being an option to put on your resume, and it's like, hey, everybody agrees it's a hard-ass job. It's a legitimate way to spend your time. You should not get disqualified from something or make you less than because you decided to spend more time with your kids seems like a really weird thing to hold against somebody but there are certainly people that do and i encourage those people to (laughs) reevaluate their priority but you now can put it on your linkedin profile so don't feel bad you won't get eliminated anymore because you decided to you know spend the first three years of your child's life at home or whatever so good work everybody and we'll see if that helps get some people that want to get back into the workforce back into the workforce that have had some struggles with it It's the last home game for Mike Krzyzewski coming up this Saturday. The Duke basketball head coach that has been there since, uh, Big J, you were still in short pants. Yeah. At Cameron Indoor Stadium, they're going to play North Carolina to close out the regular season. The Hall of Fame coach who announced his retirement last summer said Thursday he told his staff this morning who would ever thought it's his senior day. And Duke expects some 80 of Coach K's former players to be there on Saturday for the game. Uh, Which, by the way, if you wanted to go to, the cheapest ticket is $3,250. That's more expensive than to get into the Super Bowl, Big J, in case you're curious. The 75-year-old has a college coaching record of 1,196 victories and has five NCAA championships since his career began back in 1975 with Army. Uh, I wonder, I mean, even if he wins on Saturday, that puts him three away from 1,200 victories. You know what I mean? He's yeah. right there. But, listen, he's already the winningest coach of basketball history. He's He doesn't need any more career marks, but uh, it comes to an end this Saturday, at least his regular season stuff. They still have a whole March Madness tournament to play, so who knows? That number could be six championships before he's done. Big J, Jerry Springer's coming clean. Are you ready to hear? Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, he was talking about his uh, talk show, that, of which made him famous, and he has called it, Big J, quote, stupid. He said of the Jerry Springer Show, which aired for, believe it or not, 27 seasons, over 5,000 episodes. Between 1991 and 2018, he says, I can't think of anything more fun, but I never took it seriously. I always knew it was a stupid show, but it is fun. People enjoyed it, but it doesn't mean there aren't some embarrassing things that happened on it. And he's right. Not everything is great on the Jerry Springer Show. It may have led to the downfall of society. I'm not 100%
0: certain, but it certainly played a part. That whole batch, like... Uh, like his show, Sally Jesse Raphael. Sure. Right? Jenny Jones. And Jenny, yeah. I'm um, like, man, there's a whole. I mean, they were some of the uh, worst things that's ever happened to humanity.
1: Yeah, it was a big bulk of like, as soon as you got home from school, that show was it, on and it was just trash TV.
0: It normalized ridiculous, stupid behavior from people. Yes. Where I, instead, I it should have been. Kept in a dark secret that nobody knew that people were like this, so that they wouldn't be like, eh, "It's okay if I'm an idiot." Well, not an, an only shirt.
1: that, but it also brought them 15 minutes of fame. You, know, they got, they yes. got well known for being a holes on TV or doing terrible things, and then you know, throwing haymakers on television made you a uh, personality and famous and
0: looked up to? Question mark. I, so yeah, it wasn't I mean, bad. I, I think you could take a social, like I don't know if it'd be anthropology or sociology that takes back and looks at that era and TV and realized that helped us get to where we are now, where we can't even talk about things that we don't agree on without getting in each other's faces and having an all-out war and hating each other because we have differences. I don't think you're wrong. Uh, and so, uh,
1: may Jerry Springer forever burn in hell? Is that what you Yeah, you're okay. Him? Everybody! <laughs> right. You too, Sally Jesse Raphael! <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. Uh, there's your important stuff switch
2: the morning after with nick and big j on 100.3 the x rocks
1: to the internet by way of great britain is where we're going for today's we're going to hell story if that sounds complicated hopefully i'll make it a little bit easier for you but the story revolves around a young british man A young British man who likes to go, I guess you would call it antiquing over there, but it's like rummage sailing over here, you understand? Yeah. Like, you just kind of go about looking for stuff that people no longer want and see if you can't add it to your home and add a little flavor to your space. And he purchased a painting at a flea market there in the UK, and now he is absolutely convinced that this painting is cursed and has completely ruined his life. So what do you do when you come in contact with something that you have that great of a belief in? That you think that, you know what, everything was fine until I purchased this painting at this flea market, therefore it must be cursed and bringing this terrible thing into my life. What do I do with it? Yeah, JJ? poltergeist. Right. Uh, you do what anybody else would do. You sell it on eBay as a haunted piece of artwork. And that oh, is it exactly is. what he's doing. Now, his sales pitch may need some tweaking, however, because he did write that he purchased the painting... It features two very creepy-looking dolls. Like, you look at this painting and you're like, what would possess anybody to actually want it? I'm not sure. But the woman who sold it to him did warn him that it, it may have some bad luck attached to it. He thought it was funny, and he bought it for 50 bucks, and he immediately realized he made a mistake. He says ever since he had brought the painting into his house, he cannot sleep. He says he also discovered an insect infestation inside of his house. Three of his pets have died since he purchased this particular painting and he says that he's not sure exactly what kind of cursed blood was mixed in with the paint to create this piece but it's powers are strong. Oh man, Vigo and Ghostbusters 2. So if you're wondering why he would want to pass the painting on to somebody else when listen, the, the, the smart thing would be just destroy it with fire, right? Let the evil that's in this it, painting- It will be destroyed. And that's what he says he says what if i make the curse stronger by trying to destroy it what if i just let this evil out into the world instead of containing it into this one painting that is why he's trying to sell it off to somebody else so that this evil is out of his life but uh of course if you're wondering if people are bidding out on ebay the answer is a resounding of course they are listen if you want to sell anything on ebay just label it as haunted guys it'll do great i promise you
0: yeah but it's got to be really haunted oh yeah but how do you prove it well, clearly this guy has a lot of evidence to prove that well that he, he painting says it is haunted he says it does but i'm just saying
1: you know how can you you just got to take a guy at his word i guess but he did open the bidding up at fifty dollars for this creepy doll painting it's now up to three hundred and fifty uh and of course he accounts that to his pain and suffering that he is in you know basically given himself since he bought the painting uh, he is not accepting returns on the painting, in case you're curious. So uh, once it's yours, it's out of his life forever.
0: I th- and I think the rules on curses, is you can't give it away. It has to be an exchange. It's got to be a paid for curse? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Although. In uh, the rule of curses.
1: I, I'm not sure where you read that, but I'll take your word for it. I mean, it didn't seem like, you know. The curse Ash, law. Ash bought anything in the Evil Dead to make it the curse stick with him for his life, but it sure did. I was a movie. Uh, oh, I see. This is real life? Yeah. A little different.
0: Understood. But it's up for sale on eBay if you want that cursed doll painting. I wonder what happens if you buy it as a gift for somebody. Like, does the if I just have it sent to you, for example, are you then just cursed or did I also get cursed?
1: I believe that because you were doing this as an act of an a-hole aggression, I believe the curse would fall to you. But the painting never being in my household or presence... But wouldn't you say the curse has got some sort of knowledge as to where it's going and what its purpose is? I don't think they're that smart. Alright. Now you're calling curses stupid. That seems like you're calling them out and it doesn't seem like a as good idea. As long as they don't get into my home. But well, we'll see. Morning after we curse you! Nick and Big J. We talk the Batman next to the X-Rock. <coughs> Every day when I come around here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J, let's do a truncated version of Morning After The Movies, our podcast that's available wherever podcasts are found, uh, and just do a spoiler-free review of the big release of The weekend coming out in theaters nationwide officially today, although you could have saw it yesterday like we did. The movie is called The Batman. And Big J, I turn to you and
0: ask you, spoiler-free, what you thought of the movie, please. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. I love the approach. It's very uh, detective noir, noir um, style, which you know, by the way, is something that's kind of where the. Batman was created way back in the 30s and the 40s. That kind of style of storytelling was very prevalent. So it made sense to go along with it in this particular uh, movie. And It's kind of a narrative, and it's very, very interesting. A deep look into the psyche of uh, Batman and, and some of his villains.
1: Yeah, and uh, overall, did you enjoy the, the Crow-esque feel and view of the movie?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was great, and I loved, uh, I loved the soundtrack. I mean, you got a great Nirvana song that's woven through the whole damn thing, which is sort of the theme. In fact, I wonder if, if uh, director uh, Matt Reeves, if that's where it started, you know, kind of the, the idea of this movie. And, um, and then my favorite Batmobile, without a doubt. Yeah, you said right on coming oh, right out man. of the movie you enjoyed the Batmobile. It's not in the movie very much, but
1: it's it, it was uh, it was rockin' and rollin' in there a little bit with its with its Batmobile fun. But yeah, it's uh so uh, do you wanna I I'll guess I'll get in and then we'll give it a letter grade review. But uh, I will say that that I enjoyed it very much as well. But yes, I think that if you go in with uh, a clear heart and clear mind about it, because it is going to be a different superhero movie than ever seen. In fact, I-, I would even say it's not much of a superhero movie, but it's a fantastic detective movie like you know batman for the longest time has been called the world's greatest detective and we haven't really seen that angle of things unless you've played like the video games like the arkham asylum and the arkham knight video games those definitely kind of focus in on the the ground and pound battles of batman and then the world's greatest detective piecing stuff together and this is the story that you're getting yeah
0: you got a little bit of that with justice league and you know i think um Yeah, like putting a team together kind of thing. Kind of doing some of that, but not as the soul of this movie. This is much more a Seven
1: or a Zodiac kind of movie than it is a superhero movie, I would say. I've heard
0: lots of people make
1: that... And it's not a bad thing. To, no, I, yeah. I enjoy that kind of thing. My my, my issues with the movie is it, it is a bit longer than it needs to be. Uh, it, it is very, very dark. And so sometimes some of the stuff can be missed and things like that. But that also leads to some very, very cool things. But overall, I mean, I thought Robert Pattinson was fine as Batman. And, and you know, you don't see him a hell of a lot as Bruce Wayne. But he's his version of Bruce Wayne. But I think the... The bad guys in this movie, uh, Zoe Kravitz especially, Paul Dano and uh, and Colin Farrell really shine as the the overwhelming really John good performance as well. Turturo Turturro, is yeah. though. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like he's going deep into the bag. But I would say that that oh, the other performances in there are are really really good. And you know you definitely see where they're taking it. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. But uh, I will say this: one, I wouldn't call it a spoiler. I'd call it a heads up. Uh, no no after credit scene In the Batman You do not need to stay Through the entire thing Unless you want to see A little text at the end Of the movie But you're not missing anything If you save yourself Those 15 minutes And walk out
0: Yeah Jeffrey Wright Also oh, fantastic yeah, Fantastic
1: uh, So Big J on On the old morning after scale What would you give it? I'm going to give it an A An A it is for the Batman. I'd give it a solid B. It's a very good movie, uh, but one that you definitely should uh, clear out some time and check out.
0: Yeah, for a three-hour movie, I mean, it's going to be three hours. Just count on that. Um, I definitely would see it again in the theater. There you go.
1: That's uh, Big J's highest praise. So uh, check out The Batman. It is out in theaters officially beginning today. And uh, yeah, check it out in the theater. It was a good experience. And uh, it's getting really good reviews. Not surprised about that. So uh, not a perfect film unless, I guess, Big J calls it perfect. But it is certainly no, a+ worth. No, A-plus is perfect. I see. It's certainly worth your time. Only Sonic has gotten that so far.
0: <laughs> the morning After with Nick and Big J.
1: I feel like this answer's subjective, but I guess the results are in technically from figuring out about 15 years of surveys from a bunch of different people across the United States. But I'll ask you out loud first, Big J. In your mind, what is the ideal vacation length? How many days do you have to be away from work for it to feel like it was a good vacation?
0: Well, I mean, I think if I'm going to travel, I'm, I'm going to say seven days, but five of those days in the place that you want to vacation okay
1: that's what it takes to to have you unwind yeah that makes sense and you know what you're right smack dab you need a vacation
0: from your vacation (laughs) you're
1: right smack dab in the midst of what they say is the perfect vacation time Uh, Basically, the Academy of Finland put together a bunch of studies that were taken over the last 15 years and talked to a bunch of people and found out that if you are away from work or you go on a vacation for three, four days, it doesn't do you any good. You're basically in the same mental mind state. You're not away from the job enough for it to make that big of a difference. You have to be away anywhere from four to six days. For it to actually be the ideal vacation length, according to the average answer given. The reason is, it's difficult for you to unwind in that amount of time, man. You can't completely unplug from your job if you're back at it three days later. And so if you're taking a trip somewhere and you're only gone for like an extended weekend, you're not really getting out the vacation that you really want. It's not really a vacation, it may be more of just like a jaunt somewhere, you know? I went to go on a jaunt. I took a jaunt somewhere. Uh, And I'm very guilty uh, of this, like, I I mean, I don't feel like, I'm very guilty of not doing, wanting to do weekend aways because they feel like more of a pain in the ass to me than they actually feel like a, a, a ways away, if that makes sense, especially traveling from Boise, no offense, but trying to get someplace that isn't here, you have to add in a day of travel wherever you want to go. It like depends. there's two days on an airport for the most part. Yeah. You can go to Vegas. You can go to Portland. Yes. You can go to soul Lake, but I'm saying if you want LA. to take a trip to somewhere, it's going to take you a day of travel to get to an international destination or, you know, a, a destination place. If you want to change in like drasticness and away from this place. And so a long weekend isn't really an option. You got to take like a full-on week of vacation for you to feel kind of totally disconnected. So, I mean, some people can, can get away with those weekend getaways. And sometimes, uh, you know, those getaways up to the mountains or camping or whatever is perfectly fine for some people. Other people need a full week to disconnect. And it sounds like you're that way as well. So uh, keep that in mind next time you're planning a vacation. Make sure you take the time off that you need in order to get that mental rest you're actually looking for. Doesn't look like we're going to have a baseball season anytime soon. The owners and players met another day yesterday for about 90 minutes and then decided we're we're done. We're not going to meet again. So we've already got a cancellation of opening day and each team's first two series of the regular season. And now there's no timetable scheduled for them to get back together. So none of this stuff is going to be figured out anytime soon. Big Jade, please pass on your well wishes to Joy Behar for me. No. Uh, She ended up taking a header right on her face uh, as she was beginning filming. call that karma. (laughs) The the episode of The View, the 79-year-old had to be helped up by co-hosts and then went on with the show, so she was fine. But it was a uh, pretty nasty spill uh, she took coming on the way out to the set. So you got to mind your P's and Q's and watch your feet. You don't want to be tripping over any wires. You ever face planted in front of anybody before, Big Jade? Uh,
0: Yes, I'm sure that I have but you don't remember it but no i don't that's good but there's not enough, there's not mental scarring i mean i've thrown up in front of a bunch of people on a stage it's almost like fuck it's like it's like life falling down
1: one of my my favorite stories is my uh my friend uh back i got 25 years ago we used to live in this apartment together in tempe arizona which is a college town for those of you that aren't familiar and so we were surrounded by uh, young ladies ever going to college at the time, so it was a prime real estate. It was a great place. There were a lot of very attractive neighbors that lived around us, and uh, of course, us being us, uh, he was coming back from making a big, gigantic fast food run, <laughs> and running up the steps. And our two very attractive downstairs neighbors were hanging out on like their their little section about outside of their porch. And he's running up the stairs, and he trips up the stairs <laughs> and falls and spills his food everywhere oh God, in front suck. of them. And uh he came in the house and said we have to move and we did uh and that's how that story ends morning (laughs) after with nick and big j coming up in a few minutes we got ourselves a little bit of pop culture smackdown please hold tight for that here's traffic but first it is time for a tds fiber traffic center check brought to you by Idaho public television what's going on out there cb Eastbound 94 is slow from the Garrity Boulevard to Exit 38 on-ramp. to
0: Pop Culture Smackdown. (laughs) On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And yeah, man, next week we have got Monster Jam in town at the Ford Idaho Center Arena. And uh, 11th and 12th, by the way. We got you set up for a 7 o'clock showing at at the March 11th, so that's next Friday. We'll get you that here. If you can beat me, Pop Culture Smackdown. Get on the phone if you want to play
1: 208-287-1003 is the number you need to call if you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. We'll see if you got what it takes in order to knock out Big J in the world of pop culture supremacy. Big J, are you ready? Yeah. Then to the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? This is Kevin. All right, Kevin, you are up first. Uh, this weekend, Sunday, I believe, to be specific, is Shaquille O'Neal's 50th birthday. So we're going to do some Shaquille O'Neal pop culture smackdown. Kevin, wonderful. back in the day, Shaquille O'Neal dipped his toe into the world of professional wrestling. What pro wrestler did Shaquille O'Neal famously have a feud with? Was it Hulk Hogan, The Big Show, or Triple H? Uh...
0: I'm just going to have to guess. uh, Was it The Big Show? That is correct. Right.
1: Two giants battling each other in the squared circle is the right answer. Big (laughs) J, Shaquille O'Neal once starred in his own comic book superhero movie. What was it called? Shazam. Shazam.
0: Wrong.
1: Incorrect. That was never a comic book. It was just a genie movie. We're talking about an actual
0: comic book movie that was a superhero. Also, are genie superheroes... I don't know. I mean, they have powers. Uh, they certainly do. But I, I, you know what? I, I say it's Shazam. Still, uh, well, I disagree with First of all, it was called Kazam. Oh, okay. The movie that you're thinking of. Them, am wrong. So you're I'm wrong. You're wrong, right. wrong. But the correct
1: answer. Well, Kevin, do you happen to know? He doesn't know. Oh, jeez. that's not very. I never heard Kevin. of. It. I don't know. Uh, the movie is called <laughs> Steel. <laughs> right. A superhero, based oh, on the comic God. book called Steel. Do you remember that one yes. where he dressed up? Okay. Oh so. God. Yes, that is the superhero comic book. I'm glad book, I didn't remember. Is the one that he was in. Uh, I'll save the rest of my Shaquille O'Neal uh, questions for next week, Kevin.
0: Congratulations. What? After his 50th birthday.
1: <laughs> Monster Jam tickets are yours. Please hold on tight. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all good to go I mean, there.
0: I hope the fact that he was you know, here in Boise for March Madness once upon a time was one of the questions.
1: Uh, no, and if it was, oh. he ruined it anyway. How about we do a little
0: bit of
1: talk about Lounge at the end of the universe? Augie Smith is in town. We'll talk about that next on the x (coughs) Rocks. That is Tool. That is forty-six and two here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is one hundred point three. The X Rocks. We keep telling you, and we keep wanting you to check it out. There's always something happening at the lounge at the end of the universe this weekend. No exception. It is an honor and privilege to welcome back into the studio Jen Adams from the lounge. How are uh, something, you? Something.
3: There's always multiple. I know. I know. Things, I know. Uh, <laughs> things that we scramble to pay the rent with. So many things going on at the lounge. Uh, five things this weekend. Holy. We five cow. things. Yeah. Uh, that's light. Actually, last weekend we had seven. <laughs> So, uh, but they're all good things. We're bringing in uh, awesome headliners from all over the country. Uh, and you'll get to hear from Augie here in a second. But uh, I wanna uh, let you know, uh, obviously weekly, we still have our improv show. Um, that's tonight after Augie's show and that's with Things and Company. They have a couple of uh, uh, brand new shows. So they do these little 20 minute kind of programs. Uh, they're really fun and uh, there's three of them. And if you come to Augie's show, you can stay for that show afterwards. So we always offer that to everybody. So, so definitely come for the uh, uh, comedy, stay for the improv. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and then and then tomorrow we have three things going on. So um we've paired up with uh, Boise Beer Buddies um, and we've been uh doing that pretty regularly. So we have our pint night. Uh it yeah. starts at four, that goes till eight o'clock. And uh and and so <laughs> so I quit taking pictures of me. It's weird. Uh so um so yeah, we have pint night and uh, and that's four to eight and we've got a roadhouse in from uh, Jackson Hole. Oh, good and on. they've Road got House. some great beers and we're we're gonna be sampling their Irish red because uh, we've got St. Patty's Day coming up soon.
2: Makes sense. Um,
3: and uh, and then that rolls into Augie's show tomorrow at 7 And then after that, our late show uh, Is our stand-up strip down And it's the very first one of these So this is a show that is It's also stand-up comedy And Augie will also be on that show As he was just informed on the way over here <laughs> I will be on that show uh, We have a couple of other great comics on the show but um, But it's stand-up while undressing
1: yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I mean, and it's an
3: interesting premise. And uh, what made you decide to do it? Was there any particular reason? So, so uh, the concept is actually my operations manager and comedian Sarah Raffaella. who was uh, in here last week. Yes. Yeah. So she is uh, really big in the body positivity movement, as are I think every woman who's ever been told we're not good enough. We're so, a couple of fat guys, we're right? All about yes. That. Uh, so, yes. so yeah, and for everybody, men and women. Um, and so uh, it's it's a show to celebrate body positivity, uh, but for me. It's a chance to show people what you could look like at almost 50 if you kinda take care of yourself a little. But not really. Sometimes. <laughs> good. Good. And then maybe have a baby. No, right? I'm, I'm sorry. Come to the show. Actually, I, that was a terrible pitch. But, no. Um, yeah. No. Uh, but but you know, it's just celebrating our bodies and also you know, telling some jokes while and, we do it. And
1: that so. show is 21 and over for obvious, yes, reasons. Obviously, for obvious reasons. Yes. Obviously. So. Uh, yes.
3: So there will be uh, there will be comedy and nudity, which believe it or not, go extremely well together.
1: Congratulations. It should be a really fun night. Again, if you want tickets to any all of these things, you can check out LoungeBoise.com. That's where you can go. You and also, uh, Jen's done a really good job with the website To see the coming attractions as to what's on the agenda For all the events that are happening At the Lounge at the End of the Universe Because there's always something different and cool And interesting happening there And you always have a chance to catch another show If you hang out for a particular yes, one great. so
3: that's really cool So I'm super excited about this weekend Because uh, I have not seen the man you're about to hear from In a really long time He's one of my absolute favorite comedians out there Ever, ever uh, No pressure or anything But uh, we have Augie Smith this weekend And if you love... Love comedy, you'd be an idiot not to come to the show.
1: Augie Smith is in studio with us as well. Thank you very much, Jen. Augie, nice to meet you, brother. Thank you for coming in.
2: How you doing, Nick and Big J? It's really—it's it's a lot of pressure already. <laughs> Jen picks you up and she tells you how the the club's about to close. Everyone, we're taking on water. We're taking on the pandemic. Nearly wrecked us. People's lives depend on you doing well this week. It's like working for Old Gil in The Simpsons. It's like I really, really oh, yeah. need to have a good week, guys. Just. <laughs> sweat porn down. I, I, I'll, I'll get naked i'll do whatever you gotta do i'll do it yeah it's oh uh, man yeah what a great idea for a show it, to have me headline the naked show who wants to see a fat bald 50 year old dad take his clothes off there's a big market for that but that's why there's so many clubs around the country that offer that exact thing yes But it says something about you to go,
1: you hear that on the ride over and you're like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Why not? I mean, that's pretty cool.
2: (laughs) It's an offer of a show. I've never said no to a show. I've said yes to every show that's ever been offered to me. What I'm going to say, and I didn't think I was getting naked. I thought I was hosting a burlesque show. That's what it was presented to me as. Would you like to host a burlesque show? That's what I heard in my head. Well, guess what? So now i got to hit the gym, and Jen tells me that even if I work out all day, today and tomorrow, it won't do anything. It's too late. Yeah. Uh, but you did a clean underwear. And you can't underwear. get all the way naked, right. which is my best feature. I don't... <laughs> Down to my underwear is not that great. If I could lose the underwear, and say, okay, I see it. I see why he has a hot young wife. That makes sense now. But you can't even see that. No, it is uh, Boise. We still have the nudity. We're burying the lead yeah. is what we're doing. We
1: are burying the lead. Well, I know you didn't think you were going to get naked when you came back to Idaho, but welcome back. You've been here before, though, I right? have
2: been here before. I've had a fabulous time. I had the truckers just drop me off on their <laughs> way through. It was much easier than getting a flight. It's just put out your thumb and, uh, and, uh, and an American flag, and they'll, they'll take you wherever you want to go. Uh, no, this is... Uh, it's, been, it's been an odd, odd strange run. Uh, so the wife and I are about 22 months into a pregnancy scare. Oh. We had a... Uh, <laughs> We had a pandemic baby yeah and, and I just I, I've told I, I'm an, I have a gray beard I'm an old man it's not and I have a baby I have an aARP card big J <laughs> and a baby okay yeah I was born during Vietnam and not like the helicopter is taking them off The t- I'm talking platoon Vietnam that's when I was born I'm the kind I'm so old I make platoon references that's how how old am I I find new music on Saturday Night Live. That's how old I am. How old am I? Sometimes the wife wears sexy nurse outfits, but just to get me to take my pills. That's how old I am. And I have a baby. A baby. Your first child? Then no. Get... No. Okay. No. Right. I, you're looking at me. You're thinking, oh, your older kids. They must be through college and married and divorced and into rehab and back home by now. No. <laughs> Seven-year-old, five-year-old baby. Wow. And I'm an oh, old, wow. old old man jeez so the last time you probably saw me in boise i was like a young guy doing jokes about drinking and my wonderful sexual lifestyle (laughs) And now, it's nothing but dad jokes. Yes! (laughs) Naked dad jokes coming at you. So it's going to bring bubble up a lot of feelings. You're going to have a lot of past feelings and angst and anger. Really looking forward to it. Man, I can't believe I agreed to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Augie Smith. And I got to close. So I got to do like 30 minutes or something.
1: Yeah. Everybody
2: else are up. They take something off. They're out of there. I'm up there. I'm doing a merch pitch. (laughs) I love it Augie Smith is in studio this weekend and by the way the club is not downtown I was told the club was—it's not downtown. No, no. You said it was down. You said it was the old gay club, the Emerald Club, is what I had (laughs) in my head, and that I would get to keep my clothes on. These was what I was promised. Unfortunately, it is uh, definitely a new show. It's like working for Weinstein. (laughs) Is exactly what it's like. It's like working for Weinstein. Man, (laughs) I love
1: it. Augie Smith is in studio this weekend. Out of the lounge at the end of the universe. Uh, is is it tough to keep up with the kids being a- at the age that you're at I just keep, we're <laughs> like the same what? age but-
2: what? I'm just a child <laughs> what are you talking about hey kids <laughs> (laughs) uh no this is exactly i this is exactly what i'm dealing with in stand-up comedy yeah is that i gotta go out and i gotta watch this show euphoria which (laughs) apparently is about teenagers having sex so i can feel weird Uh i can feel really weird to keep up with you what is wrong with you idiots that and you gotta understand things are just different they're just young people do you know this do you know this young people when i first started smoking marijuana you had to get your pot from a drug (laughs) dealer, man. He was the same guy you got your other drugs from, and he was a bad dude, and he looked like Machete, and you met him in the bathroom of a crappy bar, and you didn't know if you were going to leave there with an eighth or a knife wound, man. And that's the way buying drugs should be. Drugs are bad for you. In order to enjoy the high, you should have to possibly be killed while procuring them. That's what I believe. Now, my weed dealer slash barista just <laughs> hoverboards to my house with a quarter ounce wrapped in a flyer for his crappy hipster tribute band <laughs> petty <laughs> cash an evening with Eddie money <laughs> Because it's different. It's a different world. But here's the thing. Young people, I'm not one of these old comics that complains about the new rules. Every comic I know my age is up there. You can't You can't even sniff their hair anymore. Like, all of a sudden, that's weird. Used to be if we liked the way a woman looked, we'd tell her. Out the window of a moving car as she was walking down the street. And now that's considered odd. Right? I can't even say that. The words I want to (laughs) say! I want to say them so bad! Look. There's like four words you can't say on stage now that you used to be able to say. And there are literally hundreds of words in the English language. Literally hundreds of them. I can go without saying the four. I can do that. Yeah. I can do it. I'm not angry about the new rules. Because I did stand up in the 90s, guys. It was a hate crime. (laughs) It was a hate (laughs) crime. You know what we used to do? If uh, if you're on stage and there was two guys sitting at a table, you know what you'd say? You know the funny joke you'd say? You'd say, what are you on a date. Right. <laughs> right. Because can you imagine? Two people of the same gender? Right? It's insane! How would it even work? They would bump into each other! It doesn't even make <laughs> any sense at all! And then one day we realized there was something called gay people. Uh-huh. And some of them like to spend uh, money and maybe sure. we shouldn't kick them in the head every time they come to a show. Right. So we stopped doing that! And good for us! <laughs> Yes, you know what I'm gonna. Comedy has gotten better. I'm saying it right now. I like it. Yes, I like it, and see a
1: great example of that this weekend coming up at Lounge at the end of the universe. Augie, you're fantastic and hilarious. I know you're on the socials as well. People want to follow you. Where can they do that before uh, the show?
2: The best is Twitter. I uh-huh. uh, I, I actually tweet, uh, and that's Augie Smith. That's two G's, everybody. A U double G. <laughs> IG. Uh, I have an Instagram at Smith Augie, which I haven't used in a year and a half uh, until two days ago where I posted like three things. So there's that. All right. Or you can just uh, stock my regular old Facebook page if love you'd it. like. Love it. It's and open to the public. You're all welcome to look at it. I leave my life out there. I'm an open book, everybody. That's
1: what we love just, you, man.
2: Uh, just mine. Just mine.
1: <laughs> all this. I love it. Check it out this weekend. Lounge at the end of the universe. LoungeBoise.com A bunch of shows. Uh, if you want to see Augie naked, you're going to have to go Saturday night, but the rest of the shows are fully clothed. <laughs> am I
2: right? And if we don't sell some tickets, Jen is on the street, everybody. She's on the street mumbling happen. to herself in a shower cap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Make it happen, you guys. LoungeBoise.com. Augie, Jen, thank you very much for coming in. You guys are awesome. Appreciate it. Good to meet you, sir. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Nick. Morning after with Nick and Big Jay, let's take one final check of traffic. Hey. Headlines are as follows Big J. Pay up, daddy. Okay, creepy. And blame game. Okay, creepy. A mummified mermaid said to grant immortality to whoever tastes its flesh will be probed by scientists in order to reveal its true nature, Big J. Oh, boy. The mysterious 12 inch creature was allegedly caught in the Pacific Ocean off the Japanese island of Shikoku between 1736 and 1741. It's now kept in a temple near a city there, with a grimacing face, pointed teeth, two hands, and hair on its head and brow. It has a really eerie human presence, except for its fish-like hu- lower half. So now researchers from University of Science and Arts have taken the mummy for CT scanning in a bid to try to figure out what the hell this thing is. According to the society who came up with the project, the bizarre creature could have some pretty serious religious significance because Japanese mermaids, for as long as people could remember, have this legend of immortality, and they think that's where this thing came from. You know, sometimes you see something you don't understand, Big Jane and it automatically becomes a god that you pray to. You understand this. Yeah. It's like that painting you were talking about in Ghostbusters 2. Uh, Vigo. You don't understand. You don't understand what it is. You just know it holds power. Therefore, you must obey it. It's every wish and whim. And maybe this mermaid was like that back in the 1700s or whatever it is, but it's not a very big mermaid. That's the other thing, you know, it's only 12 inches long. So it's not like Sounds a, like reg- a seahorse. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a regular, you know, it's not like a splash esque mermaid here. We're talking about something that has got some really weird things, but it does look oddly human. And I don't know if somebody had the horror in their brain to sew that kind of stuff together back in the 1700s, but maybe it does. So maybe this will provide some answers. Pay up, daddy, or blame game? Blame game. Big J, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who's got less fans in the world right now than Vladimir Putin. But one Florida man thought he could uh, get out of a speeding ticket by blaming it on Vladimir Putin, and it it didn't work out, Big J. Police in the Palm Coast clocked the driver going 50 and a 30, and then also ran a stop sign, so they pulled him over. The driver just explained to the officer that he just bought the car and he was trying to get it out of sport mode. And then he said, you know what? Actually, I was just kind of racing home because I found out that Vladimir Putin might be launching attacks against the United States. And he's like, the officer's like, listen, first of all, no, you didn't. And second of all, what happened to sport mode, man? So they weren't buying the uh, Putin excuse. It did not get him out of a ticket, nor should you invoke that kind of thing to try to get you out of something that you should bear all responsibility for. That seems like it's pretty low. Yep. Uh, Don't try to use real-world tragedy to get you out of something that you did knowingly wrong, uh, because it makes you a scumbag. Wrap it up with Pay Up Daddy. Workers across many U.S. industries are enjoying the best pay hikes they've had in years thanks to labor shortages. And one traditionally underpaid occupation is getting a major pay bump. You know what that is, Big J? No. Babysitting. The average pay for a babysitter jumped 11% last year. If you want a babysitter, it's going to cost you about $20 to $24 an hour right now for caring for just one child. And that increases exponentially by the amount of kids you have the babysitter watch. That jump means babysitting wages have outpaced the rest of the economy, which rose 11% in December compared to the prior year. That's great news for babysitters, but it is higher cost for families, of course. Which is already struggling with some things, good services, and now you gotta account for childcare as well. Ain't nothing cheap in this world anymore, Big J. Which is why you gotta start making those Big J bucks. That's what I keep telling everybody. Yeah. Do better. Start making that Big J money, and you'll be all right. I'd like to make some of that. You have. Oh. Congratulations! You are making Big J money. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we are going to do some. uh, She knows it better than anybody. Bad impressions are next on the X Rocks.
2: One hundred
0: point three, the X. And bad impressions brought to you by the Idaho Sportsman Show. Don't miss the Idaho Sportsman Show from March third to the sixth. Uh, so the rest of the weekend here, find plenty of gear, guides, outfitters, RVs, boats, ATVs, and much more at Expo Idaho March uh, now to the sixth. March now, and we have tickets for you. We're going to give away some tickets to Monster Jam out of Fort Idaho Arena, uh, Fort Idaho Center Arena next week. March 11th to 12th. This is for March 11th at 7 p.m. You just need to figure out bad impressions or fictional character. And that's March future as opposed to March now, right? March future,
1: yes. 208-287-1003 is the number you need to call if you'd like to play bad impressions. Big j has got three clues to point to this fictional character. If you can figure out who it is in those three clues or less, then you win. Hello, the X.
0: I hope I can win. We're going to try. What's your name, man? Uh, Jesse. All right, Jesse. Good luck jesse this is a fictional character okay okay i have i have i live by a creed and that creed states i can't reveal my face to anyone Ooh, uh, next one i can bring you in warm or i can bring you in cold gonna need one more i love i have trouble over here today yeah i have some new shiny best car armor which i use to help out my new buddy boba Oh, boy. Uh, I'll just take a guess here. Batman? Is it Batman? It is not Batman. Sorry, Jesse.
1: Thank you for playing, though. We appreciate you. Hello, the X. Uh,
0: yeah. Am I Caller X?
1: Yeah, you're it. Caller X plus one. Did you happen to hear the clues, or do you need them again? I think I got the first clue. It's The Mandalorian? Yeah, there you go. Sometimes it's all you need. Congratulations, brother. Hang on one second. We'll get you those Monster Jam tickets. Hold tight. Why is The
0: Mandalorian in the news? Some really great news for those of you who thought maybe the Disney Plus price point was a little too high for you. Uh, Disney has decided they're going to come out with a lower tier of option for people to hook up with Disney Plus that will also include ads. So, okay. Not something that has been a part of what they do, but after they've taken over Hulu, they've seen that, hey, you, you know, having another plan with, with this is something that gives people options and they might feel better about that. So, going to make it accessible to a lot more people. Look for this to happen sometime early fall. Do you know what the price point is as opposed to what we pay now? No, I, I didn't see, they didn't say that on the Air press release necessarily. But. Would you consider dialing it back if it was a big difference? Uh, like would you
1: if like, let's say it's like $8 a month as opposed to the current I think we're paying 16 16? for Disney I, if it's half it would you do it
0: I have no problem with the ads um, on stuff, so and so yeah, I wouldn't have a problem. It doing does that, depend
1: know. on how many it is. Like I've, I don't have a yeah. problem with like a couple of ads rolling up to it, but if you're stopping down like three or four times in the middle of it, then it seems like it's a lot.
0: Usually, with that, what do I, you know, it, you gotta, it's gotta be a line because I'm like, I'm paying for this service, so I don't need regular TV type of commercial breaks. Right, but in somewhere in between is acceptable. Gotcha. Yeah. Morning
1: after with Nick and Big J. You are not paying for this service, so therefore, here are some commercials. <laughs> That three days grace that is so-called life here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And that's going to do it for us. Thank you very much for Jen Adams and Augie Smith stopping by. Don't forget, you can check them both out this weekend at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. LoungeBoise.com has got your tickets for all the shows that are happening and the events that are happening at Lounge at the End of the Universe. Always something going on. You should check it out for sure thank you to uh robert patterson for being in the batman we talked about that over the course of the show today and uh we both recommended it to you and it's of course the big movie opening up this weekend i'm sure plenty of people have plans to see it and we don't think you'll walk away disappointed uh we also had a chance to talk about cursed paintings and lego sets today so i would say a successful friday show big J. That leaves you with the floor.
0: Yeah, it's something we have been wanting to, to get around and talking about, but but haven't had a chance is that uh, Boise State Bronco Khalil Shakir is uh, taking pl- uh, part in the combine for the NFL and had a pretty good day yesterday, man. He ran a, a, 443, uh, in a 443 in the in the 40 yard. That's pretty good. Um, his uh, cone drill was 7.28. His shuttle 20 yard was 4.21. So he's getting, uh, getting up there in some of the stats.
1: Yeah, they were expecting him to, to be much slower than he actually was and he did a really good 40 time. Of course, he's gonna be overshadowed by a couple of guys that run insanely fast 40s yesterday uh, and so that's it but I mean I, I think this dude's going to be a stud if he gets a chance to get on the field somewhere and I hope somebody gives him a chance I'd like to see him go in the second or third round where people you know most feel like they're obligated to put him on the field because yeah I don't think he's going to disappoint man he has a chance to in my opinion be a-, a very good wide receiver in the National Football League wherever he ends up and I hope it's someplace that I can cheer for him and not like in Chicago or something so uh, best of luck Chicago or Detroit or, Det- or Minnesota but Detroit doesn't really matter that much i could cheer for him there because they're uh, they're an also ran but yeah i don't want him in uh in chicago or minnesota i can't i can't uh with clear conscience root for him there morning after with nick and big j that's it for us jason drew's up next we'll see you guys on monday have a good one it's the x rocks (coughs) the morning after podcast brought to you by idaho advocates you didn't deserve to be in an accident but you do deserve an advocate make sure you hit them up on their website idahoadvocates.com